This episode of Auto Daily Live is brought to you by True Car. Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. What's up, man? How goes it? How goes it? How you doing, Dave Villa? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm uh, I am uh, doing good. You're, you're channeling St. Patrick's Jim Day, Ziggler man. with the hat today. <laughs> Come on, man. I like it. Yeah, happy St. Patty's Day. If that means something to you. If it doesn't, well, happy uh, Thursday. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Three thirty. Auto Dealer Live. Hashtag Auto Dealer Live. Yeah. Why don't you do something with that? Why don't you do a little something with that hashtag, huh? That's right. Like what? What would you do with it, Dave? If you had hash- if you hashtag something, <clears throat> you say, tweet it. <clears throat> oh, good idea. Tweet it. Take notes. The top five Twitter influencers today get an autographed copy of Gary V's brand new book. The Ask Gary V book. That's right. Nice. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. An autographed copy. That's pretty sweet, man. That's tight. That's strong. That's yeah, strong. some. If you look at through, if you just thumb through the, some of the chapters in there, there's some. There's one. It's it's how to. Uh, can I see the book real quick? Uh, sure. It's um, I highly recommend it. Only off this chapter alone, it was <laughs> Gary V's guide to public speaking without crapping your pants. Yeah, phenomenal. Uh, he says. Well, what, wasn't know, there like, another one that we ran across? It was like how to kindly tell your boss that he's picking up. I think that's in there too. Yeah. That, was, that was that was pretty good. Yes, yes. He, you can tell he does not have a boss. He has his <laughs> own boss, apparently. Uh, yeah, yeah, he doesn't have a boss. On that one, he's like, "How to tell your boss to do that? First, quit. First, so gonna, you don't get fired. Second, I want to put yourself in a position to to to, to brace yourself for an attack. <laughs> then tell him to go screw off, boss, <laughs> or something." So the top five Twitter influencers today get a copy, an autographed copy of Gary Vee's brand new book. And uh, so let's get into the mix of that, guys. Hashtag Auto Dealer Live. Let's get on Twitter. We got a great show today. It is. Uh, it's in my opinion, man. It's 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 going to be one of the one of the top ones. We're going to be uh, discussing some pretty cool stuff today, Tommy. And uh, we're going to discuss stop sucking. Yeah, I'd stop sucking, man. And you know what? That's I'll be you, taking notes for this one. People go. What does that mean? You know what? what come on, man. Give me a little bit. We're going to be talking about worst and best practices when it comes to automotive marketing. So we've got some folks on today. We expect to have a slightly interesting discussion and debate because here's the deal: when you look at marketing, you know, um, a lot of times the experts. You ever notice? I mean, and we're all we're all guilty of this. Experts in general, you know, are typically experts because they make money on what they expert you know what i'm saying in other words like you know so so yeah so i mean okay you you made money and you were paid and you were successful and and so forth and and, and, and you know we do that and we get to that place and i think that over the course of time we become an expert but what happens when four people get on a show that possibly could disagree <laughs> who's the expert you know what i mean yeah i think we're yeah, whoever came first defer to me on that one it'll be me i'll be the expert Awesome. And we're marketing, so we can we're, we're we have our own expertise to add to the equation, which is cool, right? And use uh, us, use us. And that's pretty much. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so oh, we yeah, got some guys coming on here. So we've got a we've got um, got a uh, partner of a uh, a cool company. We've got a digital director of uh, another cool company, and then we've got a digital marketing customer expert at a group of auto dealers. We're going to introduce them in a minute. And then we've got a director and digital and social media manager of another automotive group. So we have two current dealers, and then we have two vendors on the show today. And we're going to be discussing sucking 
less or how not to suck and uh, marketing best and worst practices. Giving away uh, five copies of uh, autographed copies of Gary Vee's brand new book for the top five Twitter influencers. So let's get on Twitter. Hashtag auto deal alive. If you've got some opinions on uh, marketing best and worst practices, something that maybe uh, you want us to bring up, maybe a couple questions. I know that usually happens somewhat in the middle of the uh, heated discussion and debate. Then go ahead and tweet those out, and uh, we'll be so kind to get those up uh, on the show and give you a quick shout-out, and uh, and uh, we'd love to do that for you. We'd love to do it. That's our the whole thing. The whole reason I showed up today was to do that. You can tweet us using the hashtag, hashtag AutoDealerLive. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I almost fell asleep in between those. Like, you know, it's, that, it's kind of a, that, it's kind of a melancholy day, man. Here on this, uh, you I don't know? know what melancholy means. I kind of think what I know what it means, but I don't know what it means. You know, I'd be very honest with you. I mean, you know, I'm not going to try to sound smart. Um, the the no the more the mood of yeah, you can look it up and prove I'm right. You know, if you want to, the mood. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to give a little, little bit of a, a back back uh, back you know, story back story here. Um, you know, I know and I understand the emotion of it now. The emotion of melancholy. I get that now that I know what it is. But you know how you know how I know what it is? Titanic. It says it's a feeling of pensive sadness, yeah. typically with no obvious cause. Now I got to look up pensive. Well, here's the Dang deal. It. Here's the deal. Titanic, the movie. When I was watching the movie of Titanic, and she goes into you know the the the, the suite there with the uh, you know the Rose and you know not not you know the guy she's with or whatever, Jack? and he goes no no the, the guy the old boy oh, the boyfriend he goes and he goes uh, honey you're, you know you, dear you seem melancholy tonight and you know and then uh, the kind of mood she was that's how I knew what it meant. Well, so I'm giving away a little sadness, secret there. Though. We're not you learn sad things, today. huh? But we're not sad today. No, I'm not. Sad. Yeah, you know, I guess I'm not melancholy. So therefore, whatever it is, just you know, I'm kind of just I'm just it's kind of a unique, interesting day. Yeah, today. Lay back, maybe, maybe cash. You know, yeah, but we're doing business and killing it. But it's just yeah. kind of one of those days where, you know, I don't feel like uh, it's not five shots of espresso day. So it's just a really yeah. cool thank, day. Thank God for all of us. Sometimes, <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> this guy on five shots. Woo! Yeah. No need for heroin or cocaine or anything like that. This guy, five shots of espresso is like off to the races. <laughs> and he's usually pretty pretty amped. So. Curtis Snyder, thank you for tweeting that out. Mike, make sure you pull it up if you want to look at it. He uh, gave us a Facebook posting with a customer's perspective uh, to him. And uh, thanks, Curtis, for that. And uh, make sure you guys get on Twitter again, hashtag AutoDealerLive. Listen, man, so right before we go to commercial break, then we're going to bring on our panel. Um, uh, the next up on Auto Deal Live right after commercials is going to be our uh, Stop Sucking panel. And uh, we've got um, some great conversation today to discuss. But, hey, you know, I'm going to talk, man, just real quick. You know, how cool is it? I heard a quote. Uh, somebody was speaking last night, um, and I heard uh, somebody say that um, that – People who are successful, or I guess it's I guess it's more uh, yeah. People who are successful are not more talented; they're more persistent. And it was overcomers. Overcomers are not more talented; they're just more persistent. That's pretty cool. That's strong. Overcomers are not more talented; they're just more persistent. So, what does that tell you? In in kind of leaving you with a little thought prior to going to commercial and going into an amazing panel. Hey, if you want to overcome. I, I challenge you, you don't have to go and get a bunch of education and, and, and figure out, you know, hey, how can I get, you know, trained more? That's not the secret, okay? No training is bad. But here's the deal. Just don't quit. How about that? Yeah. Just don't quit. If more people would just not quit and they just hang in there, then we'd have a lot more overcomers. How about that one, Tommy? Yeah, what is it? Uh, who is Edison? Did he do? He's a light bulb guy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what he he did? He said, "I didn't." You know, he basically failed ten thousand times before he succeeded. You know, had had he not, you know, we'd still be. You wouldn't be watching this right now. We'd be doing no. this somewhere, uh, probably on a countryside. Um, well, we go like this. We'd be going, "Hey, Tommy, tell Mike, go tell Mike to go tell Ezra." To keep passing it all down the line, yeah, and they say, "Oh, and be like, oh, okay." And then, what's the car business? What's a car? Oh my, <laughs> we don't even know. You see the ramifications. It's almost like the space-time continuum. This is this yeah. is this is serious stuff. Because folks. someone didn't quit, we're here today on Auto Deal Live. How about that, huh? Well, actually, because I'm here because is- somebody did quit. So, God bless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. All right, man. So we're going to jump the commercial. Enough of our bantering and uh, and rambling. Uh, this is they, they like this stuff. I can tell. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I'm pretty pretty sure. Uh, oh yeah, hey Diana said um, Diana Edison mm-hmm. or Eidson, Eidson. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Haddad. She I, I, said, I don't know how to spell it or how to say it's, it. I think it's Eidson. She Eidson. said, um, why aren't you wearing green, yo? Actually, I got green in my watch, too. It's actually in the... Green on my band. Look at that. Green band. Green within my watch. Green band, yo. Yep. There you go, yo. <laughs> All right. Diana, how do you say it? Somehow tweet out how you say your last name. Is it, it, Edson? Is, it Ed- is it Edison? No, it's not Edison. It's not Edison. Hey, you never know. No, All right. Sure hey, not. the next up, right after this commercial break, the next up is the Stop Sucking panel. You don't want to miss this. We're going to have a great discussion on the do's and don'ts, best and worst practices of marketing right now. Look at that. The next up is these great commercials. Check it out. Including a special message from Grant Cardone. Watch this. Go with the pros who know. Your dealership wouldn't trust its vehicles in the hands of an uncertified technician. So why trust its finances with accounting firms that don't know your business? Rosenfield & Company knows the automotive industry and has been serving dealerships like yours for over 20 years. We take pride in helping our clients grow from single point stores to some of the largest dealer groups in the country. We are more than just your accountants. Our team can guide you through mergers and acquisitions, operational reviews, succession planning, and more. Visit us on the web for more information at www.rosenfieldandco.com. Jason Rice from LotPop, and let me tell you what we do to help dealerships increase used car sales 20 to 30% in gross and volume. Three areas we focus on, trend reports. We look at weekly trends that no one else is trending to make adjustments on our inventory. Two is we do weekly review calls to review those trends, but also we dig through every car that needs to be price adjusted to increase the searches. And three, we do a virtual lot walk, make sure every car is standing tall in line and make sure we don't have bad photos like these. Check out our website, lotpop.com our blog at automotiverevolution.com and our weekly video tips at increaseturn.com. Thanks. Hello, I'm Alan Ram, president and founder of Alan Ram's Proactive Training Solutions. Let's face it, good managers are defined not by what they do when they have a showroom full of customers, but more by what they do when there are no customers in the showroom. In 2015, whether you like it or not, the car business is all about conversion of opportunities and driving traffic. All those great closers and desk people are not doing you a whole lot of good if your dealership is not converting effectively on the telephone and internet. As an owner or dealer, when you see five salespeople standing by the front door doing nothing, don't kid yourself. Your dealership is not being effectively managed. Management by Fire is a two and a half day intensive course conducted entirely by me that teaches managers how to effectively manage in today's automotive industry. Simple processes for driving high quality traffic. For more information on upcoming events, please call my team at 866-996-4665. Once again, 866-996-4665. Thank you. Service Group has over 40 years of experience empowering dealerships to grow profits, develop personnel, and provide their customers with a high level of service. We offer high-quality products, world-class servicing, and innovative training and technology. Meet our team, first-class trainers, the best account managers, and an executive team that's second to none. This is your Service Group team. We look forward to giving your people the power to Max Profit Selling, an easy-to-follow, buyer-friendly sales process that will give you the tools, skills, and confidence to consistently sell premium vehicles to delighted buyers. To learn more about selling the way your customers prefer to buy, please visit NoPressureSelling.com or call 1-800-515-0034. Hey, 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 thanks for joining me. Grant Cardone here out of my studio in Miami. If you saw me 15 or 20 or 30 years ago live, 
guess what? I'm going to be in Kalamazoo, Michigan, March 21st, and I want to take a photo with you. I want to shake your hand. If you've never seen me, this is your shot at Rockstar Automotive Conference, the rack, R-A-C. Rockstar Automotive Conference, this is your chance to spend some time with me in person, live in Kalamazoo, March 21st. I know it's March 21st because that's my birthday, and I want to get a photo and a handshake with you. Look forward to seeing you. I think it's going to be 11 o'clock in the morning, something like 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning, Kalamazoo. Can't wait to see you there. You can go to rockstarautoconference.com. I'm going to freaking rock, and I'm going to rockstar.com. All right, we're back here, and we're ready for the Stop Sucking panel, man. I'm, I'm excited, Tommy. Hey, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Curtis uh, Snyder, who uh, we figured out what he was talking about, I guess, during the break. And uh, I, think it's, I think, you know, it's kind of cool that we're going to talk about this. I'll bring it up to the guys here and let them kind of weigh in. We're going to talk about marketing, and, and uh, one of the things that um, um, we're going to talk about is not making your customers come to you, but how to market where they are already paying attention. And organically, that kind of happened. Here's uh, Curtis on, on his Facebook, and uh, I guess he shared our show. And then uh, one of his customers came on and, and said, hey, is this Apple <laughs> or something? And then, he, and then when he found out it was automotive marketing, he's like, wow, automotive marketing has evolved. And anyway, pretty cool. And uh, I think he, he tweeted it, out the guy's name too. But I don't, He I'm, said it hadn't evolved in like 50 years. He's like, hey, automotive marketing hasn't evolved in 50 years. <laughs> and obviously he's not in the auto business but he but but he realizes that it's that you know I that, think maybe that sentiment yeah. is what he's I think he was talking about the dinosaur that dropped off his last commercial. All right, hey, the next up, you ready? I'm ready. The next up is uh, a great panel. We have Eric Milch, founder partner at Auto Outlets USA, Owen Moon, director of automotive digital solutions at carclick360.com, Patrick Hennessy, director of marketing and customer experience at Sellers Auto Group, co-founder and co-host on the Autotainment Network. By the way, a be less typical car sales. Sean Long, director of digital and social media, Ed Martin Automotive. Gentlemen, thank you guys for joining us today. I hope you're having a, an amazing St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, you as well, buddy. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you very um, much. Thank you guys for coming on. We're going to jump right into uh, into discussion, and uh, I want to kind of we're going to do it differently today. You know, me. If you guys were listening, I'm not sure what you guys were able to hear in the. Uh, in the queue, but uh, Tommy and I, we were just saying, you know, Patrick, uh, you've been on the show before. We just we're feeling a little different today, so you know, it's not bad. It's, it's just different. I don't know if, I'm, if it's because my hat, maybe Tommy's beard grew a couple of inches since last week. I don't know what it is, but we're gonna just kind of throw some topics out there that we, you know, we had in line for questions, and let you guys just kind of jump in, maybe, and uh, you know, and and talk about them, and 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 kind of just uh, tag your it type of deal. And I want to start. We'll start with Patrick. And, um, you know, let, let, we're going to, we, our first kind of topic we want to throw out there, um, you know, there's so many companies popping up and some of you guys do this as well. I'm, I'm sure video, you know, everyone knows it's needed. Obviously we're sitting here being watched on video. What strategies are out there, Patrick? Um, what strategies do you have? You're at a dealership and you're, you're doing a podcast. You're, 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 you're a guy of technology. Talk about video, talk about the importance of it. Um, and there's so many different things that we can talk about with regards to it. So, so won't you just go to town, Patrick, and we'll let you get started? Yeah, thanks, Dave. The, the, that's a dangerous thing to throw around. I think a guy of <laughs> technology, that's something that we all are learning every single day. Mm-hmm. But um, what we have found, it's really a trial, trial by fire. You know, and we, we started a while back shooting longer videos, and we were trying to really utilize YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we find that over time, those have been effective. But a lot of times, that's not content driven it's it's more uh product driven you know how to type of videos that have uh recognition over time mm-hmm. but in recent months we've really we've really attacked facebook and i would say we were we were a late bloomer to really figure it out especially within the industry and really recently we've we found that these 30 second hit videos we might shoot a two minute video and then break it up into 30 second shots and uh start driving just recognition i mean i'm talking we're spending 80 to a hundred dollars on a, on a Facebook campaign on a video and it's driving 
a ton of traffic to our site. So then it becomes, what are we doing internally with it? Mm-hmm. And the more I found as I've gotten more into this marketing director role is that it's not just uh, the marketing that we're doing outwardly. We need to be making sure that we're communicating internally to all of our stores what's happening and how we should be you know, handling what's happening on the digital side in store because I think there's a definite break in the in the trends when the customer finally lands on our site and then contacts the store. A lot of times we have no recognition of what's happening in the outside world. So um, we, on the pre-call before we were waiting to come on live, we were somebody was talking about transparent pricing, and that's something that we went to market with hard on the used car side last mm-hmm. month. It was a little dangerous because it was just a uh, a really generic branding ad talking about what why we're transparent in our process and at the end of the month when we tallied those results, I mean, it was, it was incredible the amount of awareness that that raised and the traffic and interaction we were getting on our, our individual Facebook pages. So in turn, we had, a you know, in the last six months, it was a record, it was a record month for us on the used car retail side, but it came at the expense of us going into the stores, spending a lot of time, my marketing staff training and talking to salespeople one-on-one. What do we want to talk about? What is our, what does transparent pricing mean? So we knew how to answer the phones and answer emails in the same way that we were messaging out in the, the digital landscape. That's good. So, uh, we'll go to we'll let Eric uh, let you weigh in on that and uh, talk a little bit. Thank you for being with us. Uh, you're with Auto Outlets USA, a founding partner there, Eric Milsh. Why don't you go ahead and weigh in, Eric, on uh, on the importance of video, and maybe you have a little twist on it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for By having By the way, you got a shout-out. Um, uh, Curtis, I think Curtis Snyder said, that I hear right? Eric Milch is going to be on Auto Deal Live. I picked a good day to listen. So you got a couple people uh, – Hey Curtis, what's up? Yeah, I think um, I think my twist on that, real simple, is is the next. You know, I'm I'm, I'm always trying to find the next thing that's going to happen, and I think the biggest wave that we're about to experience. I'm sure that everybody's already seen some of the bigger brands, and that's the you know the the 360 video. Just you know, a very simple um, immersive video is is going to be so hot, and to be able to do a 360 video. Uh, for a ride-along or just a preview of the store. Uh, but most importantly, just being able to show a, some type of immersive content like that, I, that's that's the way you have to go. There's nobody that's really doing it uh, yet, and there's nobody that's doing it effectively, obviously. So you, sh- you start shooting those, you start putting those out, you're going to get some attention. You're talking about when you say, you're, what you explain exactly what you're talking about. I'm assuming because I'm pretty smart, <laughs> and I put two and two together. 360 means all the way around a car. I, I may be wrong, but, I mean, is that what you're talking about? You're talking about literally um, what does that actually look like uh, and what you're referring to? Yeah, so if you, ha- if you haven't seen it, you can just go on um, if you go on YouTube and just look for, um, like, a, you can probably go find it easily on, uh, what is it, um, Red Bull. Just look at, look at Red Bull's page and just look for some of their 360 videos, and you can just search yeah, for Red Bull 360. Yeah, oh, are you talking about the so videos like you can move your phone around and you can actually look around? Exactly. Oh, okay. You can just, you can just wipe around right the those? screen. Yeah. Those things yeah, are actually pretty, pretty darn cool. Yeah, it's, it's, that is cool. Um, let me ask you guys this. Kind of go to uh, Sean Long here, Director of Digital and Social Media, Ed Martin Auto. There you are on the blacktop, Sean. And, and obviously, you know, you've got a job where you're, you're there and, you know, you're – you know, you're you're on the blacktop at the same time, you know, you're handling digital social media. And, man, I'm going to get to some other things in a second. But just regards to a video, we were um, looking at some things not too long ago, and somebody was talking about a virtual test drive. And um, are, you, are you familiar with that, Sean? And, and what's your thoughts, man, on – what's your thoughts on going going that direction? Is this going to be a – is it a fad? Is it something that we're, we're going to see that's going to, you know, in your opinion, kind of uh, – you know, become more prevalent in our, in our industry? What's your, what's your thoughts? Oh, absolutely. And to say it's a fad is, is, is not necessarily, I mean, this is just a definite direction the dealership has to go. As he had touched base on the 360 videos, the spherical videos, uh, VR, huge emphasis on Samsung and, uh, and this other smartphones are putting capabilities on that. The 360 video is going to put a huge emphasis on the inside of the actual interior to be able to do the live walk around. Um, I did want to touch base with what you guys said on the YouTube. You know, the YouTube engagement got down, as he said as well. The Facebook is really the place to. Uh, it's a pay-to-play platform, but you can get your branding for one cent, two cent of view on there. Um, you know, 
the dealership is just going to really that type of technology to really kind of just sit there and say that we're going to have to go this way is is really it, it's you can't really do that because the technology is changing so quickly. So the availability. So now with you know we can sit there and say we can put a huge emphasis in production of these 360 videos for the like say the demo the interior the next you know next month we have the availability to do that live. So then you're going to want to scale to have the availability for the salesman to actually have do a live demo if the customer requests. So, so, and, and Tommy, I know, let me ask you this, Owen, is, so is it just really about flexibility? I mean, when you're looking at that, I mean, what I heard, I, and I get that, because I mean, it's moving at the speed of time. So, I mean, literally things are happening. So is it really just a flexibility to utilize, utilize the technology that's really at your fingertips? Because if it's available, obviously, to, to a dealer or to somebody to sell a car with or to show a car with, then obviously that would not be the case if it weren't, you know, gazillion times more available to a consumer who happens to drive cars. I mean, Owen, what's your thoughts on that? And uh, then we'll shift gears into some other platforms of social media and, uh, and uh, some other do's and don'ts. Owen? Yeah, hey, thanks for having me. Um, you know, I, I agree with everything that these guys are saying. One thing I would, um, you know, kind of touch on would be more on the, the, the marketing side of things. I think, um, you know, reinforcement is always uh, a good thing with video. You know, a lot of the advertising that you do out there with uh, display advertising or Facebook advertising, different uh, social media, that type of thing, you know, they're going to get, um, you're going to click on your ads or they're going to see different things and they're going to move into different areas of your website they're looking for more information there, and that's where video can really help reinforce the message. Uh, you know, I'm kind of an old-school guy, you know, in, in terms of been in the industry a while, and, you know, we used to do a lot of television, you know, back in the day and help dealerships really gain market share and, and move the needle through television. There's no different that, uh, that getting in video on the website, online, through mobile, different, different places like that is a great way to turn that television commercial and bring it to the actual consumer since most you know people aren't sitting in front of their TVs uh, as much as they used to and that type of thing. So mm-hmm. are you definitely f- the flexibility of everything. When it comes to, so I mentioned transparent pricing and I, I just briefly earlier and that it worked. I mean, we're just going to, again, we're just going to kind of bounce with the flow. Are you for that, Owen? You said you're old school guy at heart, but I mean, are you for, uh, do, you, do you feel passionately about that as far as a uh, transparent marketing campaign or is that is that something that you don't think is necessary? Oh, no, I think you definitely need to be transparent these days. Um, people are, are looking for information. They're going to find it. And, you know, if you're up front with them on pricing, options, uh, financing, things like that, I, I think it's a great way to build that trust with the consumer. And, you know, you got to have the, the resources to be able to do that, a, a website that you can easily um, integrate with different, uh, you know, rebates and incentives, uh, things like that, to be able to change it on the fly. You want to have the most uh, – accurate information as fast as you can. And then you want to have that all the way throughout your, your entire marketing, whether it be lease payments, pricing, you know, that type of thing. So I, I agree. Right. Yeah, before we jump off there, I just want to jump in and say something too. One thing we definitely found was is we gotta put a you gotta put a huge emphasis in the actual information. One we've seen that content creation is through the roof, but we've actually seen consumption of the content is actually going down. Now video creation and video actual consumption is still up. So these people are trying to find the information. We put a huge emphasis, uh, emphasis on putting actual videos about the product branding, how to, you know, how the Bluetooth works, things that the, the product info, not necessarily the sales pitch and, and on the pricing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, was just yeah, I think that I, Go I ahead, think that, that plays. Oh, this is Patrick. So this, I think that that plays into the whole transparent thing. I w- one thing that I've noticed is that sometimes we overthink the whole process of producing a video. And, and part of the initiatives we've tried to put in place is try to get it into the grassroots level. I want to empower, you know, some of our sales consultants, some of our people just to be able to, when they see a moment that is a, a real moment with a customer that happens every single day, we need to have that radar go off. But this is a moment that we need to capture on video and share. Those are That goes into the transparent thing. That way it's not always not always a, a sales or promotional type of thing. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's hard in the car business because we want, most people want to return tomorrow. But a lot of this stuff, when, it's, when you make it really simple for people to produce for, to, to capture it and then put out, it, it, it has these long-lasting, long-term effects and contributes to that transparency. It doesn't always have to be just about pricing. Right. So we have to be really careful Absolutely. about you know, how complicated we make the whole process and overthinking and all that garbage that happens. You know, speaking of that, you, you said the key word there, and that's in terms of just making it simple. At our at our stores, and we've got three stores now, mm-hmm. 
every single one of them, we've got two simple mantras. It's, we've got a buy it simple and a sell it simple principle. And those, that's basically the core, you know, the core emphasis of our entire experience. And we've been able to literally whittle it down to buy it simple or sell it simple. And that's where the, that's basically where the experience has to start and it has to extend from there. And just by being able to whittle it down into those two simple concepts, it's made it a lot easier, obviously, to, to basically explain the experience to the consumer. And they appreciate that. And that's, you know, that's how we start with our transparency. That's how we start and start with the experience. Is it different, Eric, for, for independent dealers? I mean, do you find it, I mean, yeah, I know there's some, there's a lot of regulations and things like that. So you guys are, but I mean, is it, is it different? for you i mean you know do you do you have to think differently a little bit there may be a you know i don't think there's much you know, there isn't really that much difference i mean we it's, it's a little different for us with regards to our product mm-hmm. you know we pride ourselves on having late model low mileage you know we you know we've got some you know 15 and 16s on the lot with you know 500,000 miles on it so these are practically brand new cars you know so we have uh, a little bit different type of clientele but uh, at the same time, you know, just across the board, it's more about just explaining things, like I said, as simple as possible. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's why simple is basically at the core of our DNA. And we're fortunate enough, obviously, to be an independent, and so it, it's baked into our DNA from day one. So it's, it's, that obviously makes it a lot easier. It's very difficult for any other traditional store or even another independent store that hasn't been a one-party store it doesn't have those principles baked in. So to try to make the switch is very, very difficult. So we're fortunate in that. Right, right. All right, guys, switching gears a little bit. Um, mobile obviously being as prevalent as anything. I, um, I'm not moving my mic. I'm actually a guy who um, I rarely go, except for my computer here. I'm not really on a computer. I'm not really on a tablet because my phone is big enough and the uh, uh, resolution is clear enough that I don't really have to mess with much else. Um, are too many dealers, and I've been on some sites recently where the um, the mobile sites for dealers has been lackluster. So are too many dealers ignoring mobile? Or are they starting to get, get the message that people want more things geared in that direction? What do you guys think about that? Uh, we'll start with uh, Sean on that one. Oh, absolutely. I think they neglect it. And, uh, I've, and I say this not only with my position with the Ed Martin Group, but just also my position with Nissani. Uh, on top of that, I think also dealers need to make sure they put a huge emphasis of actually checking their UX for their mobile site. Um, you know, just because you have a mobile site doesn't mean necessarily that the, you know, the, the, the battle's over. You need to make sure that your users can, uh, it's, you know, got clear call to actions, uh, defined user path and things of that nature. Um, if you if you look at any one of my stores' analytical data, you know the, it's the numbers just can't lie. The, the 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 percentage of mobile is just steadily growing. As whereas, and and then you get into the process where people are actually going through. Uh, you know, you have to deal with the data, the cookie layer, but that's not. I'm not going to get into that. But uh, yes, they huge cookies? huge emphasis. Well, yeah, cookies are awesome. Okay, cookies I was going to say, what's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Traditionally, we're finding that a lot of people, just like you stated, they're, they're, they'll begin their shopping uh, journey uh, actually on their mobile device. But, you know, say Sally spills some milk or the dog needs to go out, and they may come back later on uh, to to actually finish their browsing on their PC. And your traditional cookie layer, the data is not going to, you're not going to have the correct handshake. That's where Facebook kind of really revolutionized things with the unique user ID. But um, mobile, it, mobile is, is definitely... You know, it's like he said, he doesn't really need to utilize the laptop. I don't. I think within the next 10 years, they're probably going to be selling, quit selling desktops and things of that nature. So definitely any emphasis your dealership can put into, you know, making it just more user-friendly for the person that's on and multitude of devices. You know, as, as, you, as you look at me right here, I got an iPhone 6, I got a Galaxy 5, I got a Samsung tablet here. Uh, we got a you know iPad. You have to make sure that you're just, be, and that's another thing. Just because your website operates properly on Chrome on mobile, does not mean it's you know it's it's great in Safari. <clears throat> so there's there's a huge huge emphasis that needs to be placed in that for sure. Hey Patrick, I get it. I, I'm, I'm just because I'm just kind of a smart by nature and funny. But okay, so Sean's got all these devices there, Sean. But to be funny, what about the what about the person behind him that just that bought a car that walked up on the lot because he couldn't put the devices down? What about the dealer who would say, "Hey, you got all of those things." What about the person that just you know that's on the lot that maybe we missed because we have 
you know, our eyes focused on so much of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate because, look, we call on dealerships. I mean, you guys are dealers, and you understand that, you know, we're, we're talking about some of this stuff, and I think that we all agree that, you know, here we are. But, okay, I'm thinking mobile for a second. I don't know what's been going on recently, but I've said this no joke at least five times in the last two weeks where my phone will ring. And here, a local, you know, toll-free number, you know, and, and there's some, a lot of people that I, I won't, you know, I don't have their number possibly in my phone and, you know, that I may have given my number to and my, or answer it. And I'm telling you, man, 90% of the time, it's some sort of automated sales call of, of sorts. And so, I mean, are, you know, there's, this, there's something I wanted to kind of ask, and I'll start with you, Patrick. You know I mean? Are we making them numb, you know, to our marketing? Are we, are we, what steps do we take? If, if, and I think the answer would that would have to be yes, but what steps do you take to avoid making a customer numb to this? Because, uh, you know, we, we have approximately 50 employees, and we, had, we have a lot of millennials here, and, and one of the millennial young ladies that uh, worked uh, works here said uh, wrote an article on uh, uh, from the eyes of a millennial and she began to talk about things like direct mail and things like that that were more attractive to her and I think what she was 20 years old and she was in school she was an intern and um, how it was more attractive to her because she would you know she's inundated and can't even go to a website and can't do this and this is this is a 20 year old so kind of talk about that how do we how do we avoid you know someone completely becoming numb to to what we're trying to do, even though we all have these devices, right? And there's that's a big that's a big concern because we can we can definitely over overpopulate the marketplace with all of our campaigns that are firing at all different times. And we're we try to be very very cognizant of the fact that that we may be inundating people way too much. So it, it's it's all about a mix for sure. It's but in the end, when we look at it from a management perspective, you know the the we're measuring dollars every single day and, it, and it's so much easier to track what's effective and what's not when it's digital that doesn't mean that we're not doing any of the traditional direct mail pieces or or Absolutely. whatnot we actually we actually just had an accidental discovery we made a mistake on a uh, local like a local local newspaper flyer that we sent out last month we made a mistake on a price by like by like 10 grand there was a, a misprint and lo and behold we got a lot of phone calls about that car it was an interesting experiment, I guess you could look in hindsight, that it let us know that people were actually reading it, you know. So, so it validated something by accident that, that people are at least paying attention to that format. Um, so it, it's all about a mix. And, and we, we were just talking about the mobile side of things, and, and there's some ways that, that, that you don't become where people be, get blind to it. You know, you, you have to keep it a little bit fresh. We've been experimenting with... Uh, with GIF advertising, you know, creating GIFs so it's an active image, not necessarily a video. There's actually some loopholes you can get through on some of the, the websites, like on Facebook, um, for instance, if you're using a GIF versus a video in some instances, et cetera. But that at least livens it up a little bit and catches attention. Um, but I, I think that what we need to be most aware of is what I've found in the last few months is we, we, are part, we partner with an agency at our auto group, and we were just talking mobile, and what we have to do is our mantra really is we, we are driving it home to some of our senior sales managers, people that have been around, you know, 35 years that we need to be thinking mobile first. And what happens is a lot of times uh, we're creating ad copy or, or ad images or creative that look great on a piece of paper on a, on a computer screen. But when you shrink it down to the size of what you'd see on a mobile news, news feed on Facebook, it's, it's, it's completely illegible. Everything that looked great on a, on a big screen looks terrible on a small screen and, and we need to be aware of that when we're creating everything. Otherwise, you know, it's a, it's a wasted effort. And if you can make it stand out on those devices, then you, you have a better chance of not kind of just falling into the mix of everybody else and, and not stand out at all. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, and, and, you know, um, well, I'm glad to see though, that, that you guys are at least aware of that because, I think that, I mean, Candace Crane, I believe it was Candace that said that she's also experienced in the last couple of weeks every day those types of calls. Somebody was telling me, and, and uh, I don't remember how long or who it was, but somebody was telling me, I think they were trying to sell it to me, but they were talking about it. I mean, I may get this wrong, but you guys, you guys may understand this um, and clarify it, but like if somebody were driving by a dealership, you know, and uh, there's the ability within a certain radius of this dealership to maybe a text message to show up or a message to show up. And I, I see that, uh, uh, Sean, I believe Sean's nodding his head. Sean, you know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah, there's actually a couple, you can, there's a couple different proximity marketing. Uh, that would piss me off. Yeah. I just had to say, though. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know about you feel about that. I'm driving down the road. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that would make me want to buy a car. It would make me want to go. Oh, absolutely. It would make me want to go to the dealership next door, drive the car I'm going to buy over to him in front of him. You know what I mean? Like, it would make me want, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would call, it would, thing, it would, <laughs> Absolutely. One thing also, that kind of the same tip with that is, is your retargeting campaigns. Mm-hmm. You know, when I come across some traditional retargeting campaigns, I kind of look at them. I kind of feel, well, these, they're just very generic and they're kind of lazy and then it also gets to the other side of the coin where you can get so so specific that the user almost feels that you're pretty much just literally stalking around the web so mm-hmm. uh yeah it's definitely something there's a, it's a moderation if you will what do you think uh, and tell me i'm sorry man i'm monopolizing the questions here buddy but what do you think owen uh, you know um i'm uh, owen and then we'll go to uh, we'll go to uh, eric as well um you know and i won't mention names of the companies but uh um, you know, where, um, you know, like a direct mail piece drops into your mailbox. And then there's companies out there that locate the IP address of a customer and, you know, and the customer's online. And I mean, are these, are these, you know, it's cool, man. Let me tell you something. It's like, you know, so I think that, and, and, and I think that it's important that we recognize sometimes when we're looking at marketing things, cause I got, I've been presented and, and get presented with so many things, you know, and then I was a, a digital dealer in Orlando I um I moderated the tech tank for two days in a row, and uh, there were some cool ideas that came out on stage those two days, and I'm sitting there going, "This is really cool." Like whoever thought of this, but you know, it's like, um, is it is are some of these things intrusive? You know, are are they going to work? And that's yet to be, I think, seen. And Owen, weigh in weigh in on uh, some of the things that are that are out there right now that that maybe we need to can. What do you think? What do you think we need to leave in the dust? Let's let's start going. Start kind of taking the ship and wrapping it around. What what do you think that we need to leave in the dust? What do we need to bury, Owen? Well, I would start by saying um, the things that we do need to look at, especially when you start talking about mobile and stuff like that, is relevancy and targeting. And so, I guess to kind of reverse the question, it would be leaving the dust at anything that's not relevant or that's targeted. I mean, you're talking about hitting somebody on their mobile phone as they're driving by a dealership with a notification. That's intrusive. There's no relevancy. There's no targeting. They don't know if that guy just bought a car or even has the ability to buy their car. Um, on the other hand, if you can do some GPS targeting and you can you know, reach people that are in a, a dealership that has similar make that you sell or similar style vehicles that you sell, or maybe uh, you're doing a direct mail campaign where you're targeting uh, you know, Ford owners, uh, Ford F-150 owners, put a relevant message on their phone in their house that uh, that talks about the new uh, Chevy Silverado and why they should buy a Silverado over a Ford, or maybe it's a why they should buy their next F-150. So I think it really comes down to these days that there's no reason to to look at a broad, um, you know, targeting. We used to do a lot of you know saturation direct mail back in the back in the old uh, old days, and uh, you know that's where you're hitting zip codes and just trying to really you know throw a lot of stuff in people's mailboxes. These mm. days, I think it's all about targeting, finding the right people that you want to go after, not looking for the masses, and uh, making that message relevant. And I think using multiple uh, resources to do that is, is always good. Yeah, targeting is cool. I mean, in, uh, Tommy, I'm thinking, like, you know, that text message, if you're driving by, that might work for, like, seriously, it may work for, like, things that you purchase more often. Like, you know, you're hungry, oh, yeah, you know, McDonald's five times a day. A Big Mac coupon? Yeah, Whoa. yeah you're driving by. <laughs> okay, you got yeah. my attention, McDonald's. Right. I'm just saying, they might. right, sure. Something <clears throat> like that would work. You know I, what I mean? I was just going to say, I think in general, too, one of the things that we talk about tactics and 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 ways, but we're not talking about, you know, necessarily, at least not, not in this conversation, and I, but I think it's super important, is that it's got to be good marketing. Marketing for marketing's sake doesn't make sense, you know, just to Amen. market something. So Amen. we're talking about actually having good quality content, something that interests people, something that's creative, something that is going to uh, move and get people from, especially when you're talking about car sales, hey, you have a watch on. That's a nice watch. I have a watch as well. Maybe you see that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Um, but in that, in that thought. Wrap up. In the, oh, the wrap-up. Okay. But in that thought process is that, you know, you're talking about a car purchase, which is something you do every three or four years. Um, or every year if you're me. Or every year if you're every six to eight months if you're Dave <laughs> Villa. Um, but, I mean, speak on that. I mean, are we just – are we losing – uh, are we not able to see the forest through the trees? When we're, are we too busy worrying about how to as opposed to what is? In other words, what's in it as opposed to how much we can get out there and how many different ways we can get out there? Are we losing that side of that? 
I just don't think, yeah, I, I, it, or I mean, Eric, you, you can wait on this. We have to wrap it up. So let's take a couple minutes each and answer this question and leave, leave us your closing thoughts. But I mean, Eric, I mean, I guess the dealers, I mean, you, you guys obviously do, but I mean, did a lot of dealers know what they need to do? Um, I think they would like to think they do. <laughs> uh, I mean, for the last couple of years, I, I've, I've seen a massive hockey stick trend in terms of obviously just general awareness and uh, a greater desire for people to learn more, but they still don't know basically what to do when it comes down time, when it comes time to actually put pen to paper. Mm -hmm. So it's just that roadmap that seems to be missing. And unfortunately there's so much goddamn noise out there that people don't know where to go to and you know, what to listen and obviously what to trust. But, uh, but there's one, there was one thing I wanted to add to that prior conversation though, and it's a big one and Owen knows this as well. You know, my, my big line has always been mobile is not a device, it's a mindset. And the, thing, the biggest thing for me is that dealers, now they start to understand that, yes, we need mobile. So now they start thinking functionality, content, you know, design, things like that. And they're still not embracing and even bothering to understand what's the actual behavior. And until they can actually get down to that at a granular level and understand the behavior, then they can start to wrap their minds around what people are actually doing when they are interacting with their, you know, with their content and their, and their site. And that, that's the biggest thing. And then, you know, as, as Owen said, it comes down to the relevancy and to the context. And my, my biggest thing, too, on top of that has been, you know, my view is that our phones right now are blind. They don't, you know, they don't see out. And I don't see outward, at least the way they, they potentially can. So what do we do? We have to go into it and search. Well, you know, like, like Sean was saying, you know, instead of a, a geolocation that could potentially be a spammy type of trigger, you know, eventually our phones are going to become more smarter because they're going to be tied into our social graph. And then on top of that, it's going to basically know us and it's going to provide that contextual information. So bottom line, if you wind up getting something delivered to you and you don't like it, that's because it's your own setting. You just have to change something. But that's going to be the that's going to be the change, and it, you know we're already seeing it with some of the larger retail groups that are, are using beacons in the showroom. You know, if you like the if you like the Cadillac Escalade and you walk in and you've got something triggered in your in your profile, you walk by that beacon, you're going to get a message on it. You know, that and that now now it's relevant and it's contextual and it helps the experience. But you know, it's, again, it, it just comes down to the behavior. Awesome. Well, and Eric, how can someone how can someone find you if they want to uh, follow you or or uh, get to know you better? Uh, just Google Eric Melch. It's the only one on the internet. So <laughs> All right. you can find me. Uh, you can find me there at my website and at our company website, dealerteamwork.com, and uh, and also at Auto Outlets USA. And I'm on Twitter at emelch. Awesome. Owen Moon. Yes, sir. Go ahead and give us your uh, closing thoughts and uh, tell us where uh, we can reach you so our audience can you know, find you. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, just kind of what Eric said, you know, as far as relevancy and, and, you know, making sure that when you're thinking about mobile, are you, are you thinking about it as mobile experience or are you thinking about it as mobile marketing? And I think if a dealership can take a step back and really look at those things, they'll be able to really, you know, create a strategy around both because mobile marketing is growing. It's something that is becoming more and more a part of the dealership strategy. I think eMarketer says by you know 2019, 72% of all mobile or all marketing will be uh, mobile related on the digital space. So it, it's coming if it's not already there for a lot of dealers, and um, and we know mobile is going to continue to become more relevant. So you know that's the marketing side. Then the experience side comes in. What happens once you once you roadmap? Um, as Eric said, when when do you get them? When you get them somewhere, what what do they see? Are they seeing video? Are they seeing transparent pricing? You know that type of thing. So I think just really looking at it as two different uh, sets. You know, mobile marketing, mobile experience. That'll help you get a long ways when you're when you're trying to put together those strategies for it. So um, as far as reaching me, uh, you can email me at Owen at CarClick360.com. Visit our website uh, at CarClick360 on Twitter and um, or at Owen Moon on Twitter as well. So awesome, brother Sean Long. You want to weigh in and give your final statement, sir? Yes, sir. Just to answer the question of what they need, what we need to get rid of in the auto industry is just that old bad attitude of just really kind of throwing gasoline on you know fire. Uh, there's a lot of companies out there with the the paid platforms that just have a huge amount of uh, resources for automotive dealers to sell cars. Just having dealerships really kind of embrace that technology 
Um, you know, and it's kind of like you something you touched base on before. It's not necessarily these type of tech, these type of uh, ways to sell cars is meant to replace the direct mailer or anything of that nature. It's meant to. It's a, It's another arsenal in your. You know, it's another weapon in your arsenal to to move some units. So just having an open mind. Um, you know, continue to keep it. Keep you know rolling with the punches and um, you know listen listen to some of your younger self staff as well as your older ones as far as what the new technologies are. Some of the the biggest highest converting uh, you know campaigns we put in place came from salesmen ideas that came from salesmen. So other than that, I appreciate you guys letting me be on here. You can find me online under anything uh, Synergy Click. It's a Synergy C L I Q U E Synergy Click. Awesome. Awesome. Patrick Hennessy, thanks for being with us. And uh, give us your closing remarks and uh, tell our listeners how they can uh, reach you. Sure. Thanks. I'm happy to be on. Um, in, in closing, I guess, I, I had a conversation last night, a long conversation with Aaron Wirtz. And for those of you guys that know him, he's a wildly intelligent, insightful young man. And uh, one of the things we were talking about was in regard to marketing and all the metrics and all the things that we all study that r really drive us all crazy and you can really angle this any way you want. But what it really boils down to is we can't forget that this is a business based on emotions and human beings. You know, and a lot of it is just kindness, being kind, having things come from the heart. And I think sometimes we forget that all around us there is opportunity to get involved in our local communities. Mm -hmm. That can be documented. We can feature people. Those are the types of things that connect us and make us attractive to people wanting to do business with us because we're just real human beings trying to, in the end, our job is to serve people. And by just doing that alone and learning how to document that on video, however you want to promote it, you know, in the right light, you're, you're going to drive more business than spending, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars on, on you know, static ads that you want to blast out through, you know, whatever medium you want. So, so we just can't forget that basics those basics and I think that that's something that that escapes us a lot of times because we get so caught up um, if anybody wanted to get in touch with me you can obviously visit uh, you can visit my podcast website be less .com. our show comes out weekly on auto payment of course yeah uh, Patrick Patrick at be less .com. I'm on Twitter Facebook whatever we'd love to talk awesome guys thank you so much and uh we get distracted up here, folks in front of us. But we had a what an awesome show, and thank you guys for coming on today. Um, it's, it's been incredible. Eric Milch, Owen, uh, Owen Moon, Patrick Hennessy, and Sean Long, gentlemen, thank you so much, and uh, love to have you guys back again and uh, have a little more time to discuss uh, into discuss this into a little further detail. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate thank it. you guys. Have a happy uh, well. St. Patrick's Day. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Woo, what's up, brother? Well, <laughs> that's like happened almost twice in like the last like two.
God bless you. Good night. The best people are motivated by passion. You got to be motivated by where you're going. If you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. Amateurs see their situation through the wrong lens. When a sales producer knows they have something of value, what do they do? They challenge the objections. They challenge the excuses. They challenge every reason that would defer the decision to buy. If you're in the game of sales and you're not a game changer, then you're not going to make it. If you're not uncovering opportunity, someone else is going to get there. It's going to take the bold to make it past the breaking point. If you carry the baggage from last month, if you carry the baggage from last week, then you're going to suck today. Be daring, be first, be different, and don't ever give up.